What are you drinking again there, Randall? Just vodka and uh and kombucha. All right, nice. Uh, vodka nice. booch. John, what are you drinking? Uh Lauren's leftover coffee with some ice cubes and whiskey. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I wish I still had a little coffee right now cuz the the coffee whiskey combo oh, yeah. has been a classic. amazing lately. Oh yeah. Like if I got nothing to do, so it's like, eh, it's after noon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Pour a little whiskey in my coffee. Why not? Ugh. So yeah. But the one thing I, I had never knew that I would spend so much of my married life doing would just be finishing Lauren's drinks. <laughs> <laughs> like she will drink half of something and just leave it there. And I'm like, well. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 51, and my name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey everybody. And John Hines. Hi there. And we are back in lockdown uh, as per <laughs> usual these days, and we're back to uh, talk some more video games. How are you guys doing uh, on your ends of the world over there? John's just across the street, but it feels like he's just as far away as Randall these days. So. <laughs> a world apart. <laughs> it's our new normal. We're making yeah, it work. How are you guys doing? Yeah, making it work. Yeah. How about you, John? You good yeah. over there? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> alcohol well, one helps. Thing that I, <laughs> alcohol <laughs> helps and uh and video games help. Video too, games so. definitely help. Yeah, they help a ton, actually. Yes. So uh I know, and one thing that uh I think we all got uh pretty pumped about, I think John is the only one of us that put any time into this actual update, uh, but they announced uh, Nintendo announced that there was a new Super Mario Maker 2 uh 3.0, like kind of final major update yeah. for that. Uh and one of the things we talked about missing out on on the podcast when we talked about the game before is like we wish you could make your own worlds and kind of curate uh levels to some extent so i know john kind of poked around with some of what that update had to offer um and what do you think john i know you just kind of scratched the surface but yeah i I did a couple worlds and you know right from the start like i remember when the i first tried they first released the update like i tried going on and all the servers were under maintenance (laughs) so i wasn't able to like (laughs) the day of or like immediately after downloading it but uh as like waited a day was able to get in no problems but uh yeah and these are just user user created worlds that you're playing or yeah so like okay that's actually you know kind of the issue that i have with it is that like even from the get-go there's not like any real curation or any sense of like quality <laughs> like uh, i went in so same the, same gripes we had before as far as like the individual levels yeah it's just that now you're playing five in a row and <laughs> they're <laughs> arranged and like you know it's it's like i, I don't want to trash the people who are making them because obviously like it was i started playing it the day after so people were ready and like putting stuff out immediately after so there was no lack of content like right from the get-go which was nice but at the same time like i opened up the like the play menu and went to the like course world and like even from there i wasn't quite sure how to enter into a level like Mm. they're just these like uh, you are in the center and there are these planets that are surrounding you and it's kind of a, you know, galaxy ish theme. Yeah. But like, you know, you're just cycling through those. I think they have like eight or 10 on the screen at the time and it doesn't really 
tell you anything other than like, oh, it's like this username's world and like how many levels are in it and how many like uh, like stages are in it. Wow. And then like after that, I was like, okay, like, can I browse anymore? And I like, I looked at it. I was like, I, I don't know anything about these eight worlds. There's no specific like information about them other than the user and like the actual like number of levels and worlds in it wow and then like i looked in the bottom like right hand corner and there's like a little refresh button like that you could hit the, with the x button but it didn't even say that it was just like literally looked like a recycling symbol right and i was like and i hit that and then though every single level changed on the screen and it okay. wasn't like okay what if i wanted to play one of those <laughs> levels and i just didn't want to like play the rest or like look at them like it's it's just still oh, so Nintendo. <laughs> when you're saying level, you're talking about like a, a whole set of worlds, right? Yes. Like yeah, a yeah. world, okay. like to use the terminology, but like, right. it's just so frustrating that like, just like the like presentation of it, the like immediate thing like that when you go into it is still just kind of difficult to like figure out. Like I ended up like just choosing one at random and beating it and like, the levels themselves were like, you know, kind of like challenge oriented, which isn't the way that I typically like playing. And like, there wasn't really a way for me to know that that's what all the levels were going to be until right. I started it. And like, I started it and it was like, oh, here's 99 lives. And I was like, mm, that, mm. I would rather have like a curated experience or like some levels. And like, that well, was the thing that was really frustrating for me because like when they rolled out the, I think it was even the 2.0 is when they like uh, introduced the ninji speed run levels. Right. And those were Nintendo made levels that were like, you know, Yes, they were like speed run, like short levels, but like the whole point of them was that they were like very like deliberately crafted levels that you had like different paths that you could go to and you needed to find the one that was optimized. Right. But like going into the worlds, there's no curation. There's no like not even like a sample one being like, hey, this is what the worlds are. This yeah. is what you can do. Not even like if they had just done like one screen where there were five levels, like that's all they needed to do to just be like, Hey, this is a way that you can do it. Instead. I played like one that was four levels and all of them were like, here's a hundred stars. And like, there's here are like dozens of enemies that you just plow through in a straight line to get to the, like the, the goal. Do you think, do you think this will get better over time as like people play more of these worlds and they, and the rankings and you can kind of look at, cause I know you can rate the levels and stuff. So you can kind of look at like, okay, this is like a highly rated people really enjoy this world. I feel like that, that goes a lot further. If, if like, Hey, this, if this world has like an 80% or higher approval rating or whatever you call it, like, that seems yeah. like it's like, hey, man, if this is like a whole stretch of levels, like that seems like I can probably count on that being consistent. But I, I got to say for this update for me, like I I know I think on the podcast I said, hey, I'm not buying this game. But for me, like as, as somebody who is interested in making Mario levels, I've always been like, ah, the interface is kind of clunky and I can't make my own worlds and I can't make my own like. But now I, I'm like sincerely like they've actually have in, you know, Nintendo's 
kind of broken their golden rule of the past and actually put games on sale every once yeah. in a while, um, even on the eShop. Yeah. So I and Mario Maker is one that I actually think I would want to have right on my system. And and I mean, they've already updated it however many times. So it's there's no point in even having the cartridge anyways. You got to download the updates right. regardless. Besides selling it. So uh what's that besides selling it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like i don't know the making my own worlds is like i'm i'm actually compelled to like if i can sort of craft my own craft my own little mini game of sorts without having to know anything about programming or whatever yeah. like it's actually kind of interesting to me and again i could share that i would imagine pretty easily with my friends but it still sounds like you're saying john like it's it's you have to still kind of find a curator. Like I know like the, you have the, to do that yourself outside of right. the game. It doesn't correct. really like, give you the tools to do that inside the game. Correct. Which is and I, that's a big problem. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And even when Although, they tried to fix that before, like you still run into what's popular, what's going to be well-rated at least historically with these Mario maker games are those Kaizo levels. And I just don't think they're that appealing to me yeah. personally. I don't want Not this at all. auto scroller with all kinds of crazy shit happening every five seconds. That doesn't you see that once and you kind of get it, right? I want to play yeah. like a Mario level. Maybe that And there are people school, who but... like that appeals to and like yeah. that's what they do and they go to the game to yeah. do that. But like I wish I wish that there was a bigger community uh towards just building like normal yeah. levels and, th and that's what i personally want to do i mean i, I do lean towards you know I, I do like a nice challenging platform and i do like you know the mario games that do provide a little bit more of a challenge or the you know if you're going my, my, the mario games the thing i love about them is that they typically have such a great balance of like okay if you just want to beat the game and get to the end it's like a relatively yeah you know, medium doable. difficulty experience. But like, if you want to get all the secrets and get all the hidden coins, like the, you know, if they have, if it's one of the games that has like three secret coins on every level yeah. or like, I don't know, like that, they, they, they have a way for you to get the challenge out of the game if you want to get that out of it. But if you just want to experience the fun of playing a Mario game, you can do that as well. So I, I think that's kind of the beauty of the Mario games. And yeah, when you, even though I like playing super challenging platformers, I don't always want to play these like crazy Kaizo levels because they're just a little bit too much, I, I would say. Yeah. You're not even really playing them half the time <laughs> in a lot of ways. I don't know. Yeah. Just give me a, a standard traditional Mario level. And I've seen people on Twitter like, hey, does anybody just have like a set of just Mario levels? Yeah. Well, John's made them? a couple. The ones that you've made, John, are all really like solid, yeah. like just stand, like and honestly, just solid Mario I, levels. I kind of made them with the idea of like them being part of a larger world. So yeah. like I'm I'm very interested in like myself going and like making more levels in the context of like a continuous experience. Totally. And like I, yeah. I have no doubt that there will be like a community of people like that. But like it is just yeah. frustrating to like know that I'll have to like do that myself and like there's like a good chance that i'm just never going to find like the levels that will be like someone will probably make a great mario maker level and i might never see it just because yeah. of how hard it is <laughs> well, to not, like not get... even might like for sure yeah, you yeah. Know, they're guaranteed there's probably thousands of really if not hundreds of thousands i mean there who knows how many levels are in that created in that game yeah and there's probably tons you know i'm, I'm over exaggerating probably a little but like there's there are probably thousands of levels that are really awesome that none of us will ever play. You yeah. Know? 
um, which is a shame. Yeah, I wish there was a way or at least, yeah, I wish there was more of a community like that really people that really championed these awesome levels, you know, even if it was something you and maybe that maybe that does exist. You know, I haven't I don't own the game just yet, uh, like I said, but I, I definitely do think I am going to pick it up again. I've seen it go down to about 40 bucks, I think 40 or 45 on the eShop. So and it's, next it's time a it dips great game to like build. It's a great like just tool set to have like yeah. i think it's a really fun and I, i've actually thought a lot more about level design based on that like you know mm-hmm. when you're trying to craft a jump in a level just right and you can see the trail yeah. of mario and me like okay this is like the exact like pixel perfect amount okay how, how can i make that a little bit more forgiving so that like someone who isn't like making it at the last second like can also nail that and still feel like and good feel good about that. yeah yep you can see why Nintendo uses things like coins in specific places in the air for design yep. principles on how they think about where you should jump or, you know, finding some secret ba- based on doing that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it gives the level like a f- sense of flow yep. for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so may- maybe that's something we can do together. We, you know, we can work on a, a world or something together once uh, yeah. I get my hands on the game at least. But that that's something I would certainly be interested in. So Me too. I'm definitely and it looked like some of the tools that you get. And I guess we shouldn't just talk about the world because they added a ton of shit yeah, to this new did. update, like all uh, all the Koopa kids. Yeah. Super uh, Mario. Bosses, 2. Yeah. Like, yeah, Super Mario 2. Not necessarily all the game mechanics, but like you know, the sprite and like you can do that, like throwing pick mechanic, up. picking yeah. stuff up, you know. You know, it's not like you can't design levels like in Mario 2, I don't think, but I could be wrong about that. But uh, yeah, it just lo- it looked really cool. It got me. I watched the little like Nintendo promo video or announcement video or me whatever. And it like legitimately got me pretty excited. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, for a game that I had kind of just, you know, mentally decided, yeah, I guess I'm just not getting that game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, look into this more because uh the yeah the world maker tools look pretty robust like you look like you could make quite a while like the actual you know overworld maps yeah Mm -hmm. you could make them look pretty cool and distinct so right Mm -hmm. with different themes and everything too which is cool yeah yeah we should do it yeah let's do it i'll I'll get it next time it goes on sale so (laughs) but we'll keep update i'm sure this will come up again at some point so because Mario Maker, hopefully, will just live on indefinitely, and we'll let you know if we do find some community. Yeah, that, right. You know, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll point you in that direction. Seriously, that is uh, that is an important thing to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but why don't we move on from there to uh, a game that we uh, you know, we ca- I personally kicked the challenge over to Randall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it was probably about two months ago or so. Um, and since with all this quarantine stuff going on, things got a little hectic and we kind of put it on the back burner, but, uh, I challenged Randall and mostly because I wanted to play it myself, uh, to play minute. Yeah. Um, it was sitting on my switch and this is minute M I N I T. Yeah. Um, from, I forget the, the developer's name, but he's one of the guys who's half of, uh, Vlambeer, uh, with, uh, Rami Ishmael. And then the other, I, I can't remember his name. It's like Jan, thornton something i forget but he's like essentially the main designer there's a few other people that worked on the game as well but he's like the main designer of minute here and uh it's essentially like a top-down zelda you know game with the conceit being that once you get your like sword right at the beginning of the game which is very reminiscent of like link to the past or not link to the past but link's awakening the way the game starts um you get your sword on the beach and everything and then after that, it's like after 60 seconds, yep. you're you die. Yep. And it's so it's more it's way more puzzle based and more, you know, it's all it's all about um, 
yeah, you just like what you reset at your home base. And then as the game expands out from there, you're able to, you know, find new home bases that you can start the game from when you die. So like the, the world is able to expand beyond just that kind of initial boundary that you're able to reach within the, a minute time limit. Right. It's kind of giving you kind of a groundhog's day type of conceit that way. Whereas mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, you're replaying the same scenario but you because You're you only have 60 seconds, you kind of have to like say, OK, I'm running out east and I'm going to mm-hmm. see yeah. what I can find. And I hope to hell that I can get to whatever it is fast enough that within the remaining 30 seconds, I can, you know, kill those three enemies or find that secret entrance or take out those bushes to do whatever um, in enough time to get the whatever item that'll stay in my inventory for my next run after I die. So then I can progress further and further and further in those Mm -hmm. 60 second chunks. Yeah. That's it. You couldn't describe it better than that. And I, I, I got, you know, not super far into this game, probably like four, maybe not even four or five hours in, but like I, yeah, probably not even that far. And like, I, I just, I kind of hit a wall where like I I was uh, for, for a short while I was like, getting through, you know, it's again, it's pretty puzzle heavy. And I was kind of, you know, finding my way through and like maybe getting stuck here and there for a short while and like, you know, taking a break, coming back to it. Oh, there it is. Okay. I figured it out. And like, but after enough times of like, ah, you know, I've booted this game up a few times and my progress just started to slow down. And maybe this is just me just admitting how dumb I am (laughs) because it is just like, you know, it's not pure logic puzzles like Baba is you, but it's definitely, you know, it's, it's some brain, you know, you're using your brain to solve some of this stuff. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm enjoying the game. I really like the music. I really like the uh, art style. It's kind of like a monochrome or like a two tone, uh, old school, like Commodore 64 looking almost. Yeah. Uh, but graphically too. Yeah. yeah. Very distinct. It's like, uh, or like similar to like Downwell. Yeah. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with that, just like that black and white, uh, pixel art, but it's just, it's really like, I do find the game pretty funny. Like I thought the yeah. writing in oh, it was, yeah. was charming. And like, I, I was actually chuckling to myself when I would meet new characters and just their like kind of shitty attitudes or, <laughs> or what, whatever it would be. Like it, it was just very just well like one-liner jokes too. And like, it's, yeah. it's just a really good use of like set because you don't have the time to like talk to anyone right. because you have a minute for your right. life. So basically you're just like walking close enough to like figure out what the like character is and like what the setting is and then they have a, j- a joke and like that's basically your interaction <laughs> with most people yeah and the jokes are usually pretty funny yeah which uh, again it's not like i'm busting out laughing but usually a little a good smirk a or smirk. chuckle so yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah i mean i got to i got to a point where like yeah there's just i, I was trying and it once you get far enough though, like, and you have a couple different home bases that you can like yeah. kind of warp between and stuff, it just gets to the point where I'm like, am I in the right? I don't even know if I'm starting from the right point yeah. to where, to what I need to do next, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm always like second guessing myself and wondering like, okay, I keep going East every time and like trying this, trying that, but am I even going the right way? Right. Am I even starting at the right point? So like, I, I just got to a point where I was second guessing myself so much 
and I, you know, with all the million other games I have sitting on my Switch <laughs> and every other system I have, I, I just kind of ended up moving on to something else. That nothing against this game personally. Yeah. I, I have I was having a good time. It's very well made, and it's like it's loaded with like care and charm. Uh, so I don't want to bad mouth it by any means. But it, I, I have this problem with Zelda games too, where I've I've mentioned that before on the podcast, I believe, where I just kind of get stuck or kind of lose what I was doing, and and I don't know. It's it's a very impressively designed game you know it's really clever it's really a unique spin like it's perfect for playing on the switch and bite-sized little chunks yeah um but yeah i don't know it just didn't fully grab me in and maybe that's just because the other stuff i'm playing sucked me in a little bit more but what about what about you guys how do you guys feel overall on the experience i will say you can play it in bite-sized chunks, but I think that does a disservice to making progress in this, at least for me mm-hmm. and the way my brain works. Like I'm not very good. I've said this before. I'm bad at directions and like spatial intelligence stuff. And that's a lot of what mm-hmm. this type of game is. So I made pretty significant progress when I was like, okay, just keep going. All right. Another 60 seconds, another 60 seconds, just do another run, do another run. And I was like finding myself building on that in that, you know, hour, hour and a half that I decided to spend with it um in that one run that i had overall i played like three hours i think but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah my best progress was made when i was like okay this is what i'm doing for the next hour and i'm like oh here we go here we go okay i'm getting another item i unlocked that i unlocked that okay and i've got two home bases and like things were moving and then yeah nothing against this game it was just like oh you know i took too long of a break something else happened or i was too busy to play for a couple days Uh uh-oh Like, (laughs) and then something else came out and then it's over with, you know? Yeah, I I agree. I I think it is very easy to lose your place in the game. Like I had actually played and put down this game before, like you guys even like challenge each other. (laughs) Like I bought it like early on when it came out and played it and I I loved it. I I thought it was a really inventive and really like fun, like, uh, like just core loop in in the game. And then like, yeah, I, I took a break from it and like I came back to it and I was like, I have no idea where I am. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm supposed to do. And then like I, I got I got in a at a roadblock where I was just like, OK, I know this is where I need to be, but I just cannot figure this puzzle out. And I don't want to look it up because like, right, I, I want to keep playing this game and like figure it out on my own. But like, like I, I put the game down for however long at that point. And then when I like came back to it, like. I got there and like I somehow managed to solve the immediate puzzle that I had like been stuck on like just by looking at it like and not thinking about it for like a month or two (laughs) right but like going and but then like immediately getting like stonewalled at the next puzzle (laughs) that that's kind of the point I got to where I was like okay I'm inching along and I would occasionally okay yeah I solved it and I'd like we're earlier in the game. I'd be like, okay, now I solved that thing that I was kind of stuck on. And now I got some momentum going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, I was getting to the point where like every obstacle I was just like, and again, maybe I'm just an idiot, but like, I just got to the point where I was like, every obstacle is like, I'm getting stumped, you know? And I'm, yeah. I'm just, maybe I just wasn't in the right mindset for the game or whatever it was. But mm. yeah. uh, I was in, again, I enjoyed my time with it, but it just, uh, it, it was something that maybe I'll come back to at a different time. But for right now, it yeah. just kind of, reserved a place on the back burner <laughs> yep. yeah I'm, I'm in the same boat like i i love this game and i'm glad that i picked it up and i 
played it, but like, I will not be beating it today, but maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a few years yeah, that's from only, now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's only 10 bucks full price. Right. So that's worth, uh, worth throwing out there too. Cause that's, uh, and, and it goes on sale often for five oh, yeah. bucks, but. And maybe when, you're when smarter stand- than us. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause of course, DJ, uh, who hasn't been on the podcast, but he beat the game. Of course, no problem. He said, hey, I already beat minute. And we're like, ah, oh, shit, we better start that up. Um, so that stick to yeah, sure enough. So yeah, we'll have to get his thoughts next time he's uh, he's back on the podcast. But uh, I guess uh, we can move on from there if you guys feel good to uh, wrap up minute there. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, Randall and I have been putting a little time into uh, Steam World Dig Two. Yes, and I know that John, I believe, I don't want to speak for you, but I think you're a fan of this game. Yeah. Yes, I'm a fan of the Steam World series. Nice. nice. And yeah, we've talked about SteamWorld Quest, I think, yep, on yep. the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played like maybe the first, I don't know, hour or so of SteamWorld Dig, the original game on uh, or the first one in the Dig series, because I think they had SteamWorld like tower defense. We talked about this on the podcast. There was some original SteamWorld game, yeah. but SteamWorld Dig I had on my PlayStation 3 or maybe 4. Um, and I played a tiny bit of that and, uh, but I heard really great things about steam world dig too. And this is kind of one that even back when we were doing like those practice episodes, Randall, I think we were talking about like, we got to play steam world dig too. We got to play steam world dig too. Um, so finally it was on game pass on my end. So I was like, okay, it's time to time to play this game. I don't even have to buy it. It's already just sitting there on my Xbox. Right. Um, and you, I think have the physical cartridge on I switch. Do. Yeah. I, I bought it like a long time ago and just always yeah. meant to play it and was waiting basically for someone else to, to start it up too, to have the impetus to be like, okay, unwrap it. Let's play this thing. Let's go. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so I only had a tiny bit of experience with SteamWorld dig and I enjoyed my little bit of time, but didn't, didn't really suck me in, but, uh, SteamWorld dig two, I've probably put about just about six hours into the game. Um, and it's more of a, uh, Metroidvania experience. Mm-hmm. I think the first one was more of a, I don't know that it was a roguelike per se, but it was more of like kind of similar to like stuff like Forager that we've talked about on the podcast. I, I could be wrong. I didn't play far enough into it to see I, if I there were like still a pretty heavy Metroidvania. Okay. Cause for some reason I thought, I thought I had heard that it was more of like a procedurally generated thing, but maybe I'm just misremembering that. I think it's procedurally generated in the same way that SteamWorld Dig 2 is. Oh, I didn't know that it was at all because I know I know that uh, SteamWorld Dig 2, at least like the dungeons and the different, you know, there's certain layouts that are more for whatever reason. When I when I read more or looked more into SteamWorld Dig 2, I was like, oh, this looks like more of a crafted experience. And it, it spoke more my language. I was like, oh, that that sounds more interesting to me. Um, but maybe maybe I'm just this is a long time ago, like back when it came out and I'm, I might just be pulling shit out of my ass, literally. <laughs> Um, hopefully not literally <laughs> well yeah not literally yeah not literally um <laughs> but uh but yeah what are you thinking of this game so far randall i'll let you have the uh, first word here thank you um <laughs> i'm hooked i i really yeah. like this game and me at, too and at first like i will I'll, I'll admit when i first popped this in and like the characters started talking a little bit too much i was like uh-oh because it was kind of the problem I had with uh, with Quest. And I was like, oh, yeah. maybe this isn't for me. Like, maybe mm-hmm. I'm not in the right mood for this. And then I, I kind of pushed through that feeling. You know, I started digging, as you do. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. And I, I got hooked on this game. And it's like, I, I'm still playing Animal Crossing every day. But now I'm playing this, like, every other day or, you know, every day or every other day. And I'm loving it. Um, nice. That core feedback loop of like, 
you go down, you're, you're digging, you can't like the big conceit of this game is you're, you're kind of digging down, you're kind of making your own tunnels um, as this main character, Dorothy. Um, yeah, it's got, you kind of start up at like the top of the, like in a mining town right. where you can like collect resources and kind of recycle stuff. But yeah, you're kind of digging deeper each time. Right, kind of digging, making your own tunnels um, to some degree. I mean, there's some blocks that you can't break with certain types of tools, but then as you upgrade over time, you can break some blocks that maybe you thought you couldn't at first um, and you're collecting different type of treasure and and gold to be able to go back up to the surface and exchange that gold for upgrades to your kind of robot body essentially so that you can be more efficient at digging and um, another big gameplay conceit is you can't be underground for too long there's this flame uh circle that's like your lantern i believe your lantern is constantly kind of burning down um and there's ways through upgrades and otherwise that you can kind of add to it or slow it down to um you know stay down there longer and prolong that but ultimately you kind of always have your eye on that right that's a big factor Mm -hmm. um that and it's nice because that forces you to go up to the top and then kind of lets you you know take in the lay of the land again to say should i go down that same way i just did or maybe I upgraded in some certain way that I should go back to a place that I went earlier and break a few blocks that I couldn't before, maybe with the new mobility options I have. And yeah, or now that I have like a little bit more of my lantern right. fuel or whatever. Yeah, it, it has a nice way of balancing because, like, it kind of similar to Forager again that we've talked about yeah. on the podcast before. Like, you're upgrading your backpack so you can carry more yep. resources every time you go down and more. Uh, again, upgrading your lantern so you have more light so you can go deeper or you can go explore longer. And again, you kind of pick up as you kill enemies or break bricks. Uh, you you sometimes occasionally pick up like um, uh, more fuel for yep. your lantern or health pickup or even uh, another cool uh, thing in this game is like water is yeah. a, a resource as well that fills to use like you you have these bombs and there's like they're kind of your water meter is kind of broken up into individual chunks uh and i've gotten far enough into the game where like i've got a a grappling hook now i've got awesome do you have the boosters as well i do not have the boosters yet I have the boosters, the jetpack, and I just got the jetpack upgrade so I can like Man. bust through like soft bricks yep. with like a flame around Man. me. Like you like you almost like turned into like a flaming comet entering Man. the atmosphere and you're just breaking through bricks. And uh yeah, this game's better than Hollow Knight, guys. I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta break it to you. <laughs> I, I I obviously I'm the minority opinion here, but like I Oh boy. It is on. I am so in love with this game. Like the world, the music, yeah, the vibe. The like, I, like once you once you get down to that, like I'm in those like mushroom fields, or I guess they're not fields, but like they're. It's like kind of a darker, like glowy zone, and like it's just the music. It's like kind of got these like X Files slash Donkey Kong Country vibes, mm-hmm. and like man, I I just freaking love this game. Like the sense of I. I the art style for these SteamWorld games doesn't grab me immediately. Like it's kind of, I don't know. I kind of feel know, like, like this paper. one fits a little better though. I kind of, I kind of like it here. This one I like probably the most yeah. out of any of them. Like it has like these like brighter, yeah. like neon colors, but also like a darker, like it doesn't look so grungy and gritty, I guess mm-hmm. it has like a, a brighter palette. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just like the sense of 
momentum and like the yeah. way you can use your grappling hook to like not only like grab onto a wall or the ceiling but like actually like hold on to it and like use your yes. you can like Push grip enemies. the corner of a wall and like use it to like propel you up higher which i was using a lot before uh, i had the jetpack and like i don't know just i just love everything about this game and then when you get into the caves that are more like cleverly designed like puzzles yeah. and like challenges and stuff like that like get extra cards just everything Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the cogs, and again, yeah, there's like two currencies, yep. which is like you get money from your resources, which you can kind of buy um, upgrades, like more general upgrades for your, like upgrade your pickaxe, upgrade your backpack uh, to carry more stuff or do more damage or whatever, yep. and then you get the cogs to kind of like select your uh, your skill tree, essentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. like some um, upgrades of those things. Yeah. But it also lets you rearrange those yeah. as you see fit. So like, okay, now, okay, at the beginning of the game, I needed that like health upgrade. But now that I have like 12 hearts or I don't have 12, but eight hearts or whatever, I'm not really health is not a concern. No. So mm-hmm. I don't need to have enemies drop health pickups because it's more frequently because it's not a huge concern at the moment. Yeah. So now I can reappropriate that cog to something that matters more to me. So yep. I, I, yeah, again, I, I could just gush on and on and on about this game. I love the way it controls. I yeah. love the way it feels. I love the, just, it just feels amazing. I, I absolutely love this game, but what about, what about you, John? I know it's been maybe a little longer since you've played it, mm-hmm. but, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, did you, did you finish it? Yeah, I've uh, beaten both SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Dig 2. Nice. And Damn, DJ I, style. I think I like 2 better than 1, but like they're I think they're kind of different games, uh even though they're very obviously very similar and like in a like series like specific to themselves. Like the SteamWorld right. is a much yeah. bigger like collection of games, but like Dig 1 and Dig 2 I think are very similar but like do like approach the game in very different ways um but yeah like i i like the openness of both of the games like they are uh a, a very different take on the metroidvania and that like it's not so much like oh here's a gate of like a specific ability that you need to get past it's kind of right. like here's a very like open-ended area that like all you need to know is that you just need to head down and yeah, like, that's like you yeah. just doing it in your own way. You can go right like not an infinite amount of paths, but like as like, you know, enemies, some of them like can like break blocks or like their attacks will do certain things. So like you don't even have full control over your descent. Like you're kind of like, yeah, at the mercy of like, oh, you know, this block is going to fall down. And like yep. so if it like you're trying to get as many resources as possible, but like you're fighting against like the like enemies that live in the area. Yeah, it's it's a very like it's an a whole ecosystem that you like you really like get to learn the ins and outs of, and I I think it's a really unique series, and I think it does it really well. Yeah, yeah. I want to jump onto that point too to say like you can't jump. Well, at least how far I am in the game, you can't jump and break a block. So I still can't either. Okay, (laughs) I still I still cannot either. Which is like a big factor because I feel like in a lot of other games that might work the same way, they would let you do that. But that totally changes the way that you have to think more carefully about which blocks you're breaking as you're kind of descending down and which route you're taking to see, Oh, there's some like pretty cool, like there's, there's some treasure there or there's a cog there, but I can't break this block in this block. Otherwise I don't have a straight path to go over that way. I kind of have to make my way up and around maybe, um, you know, so I still have something underneath my feet 
to be able to get over there. So like, yeah, I just love the design of this game. I'm, I'm hooked on it. Yeah. And it's not so much like you also have to be concerned about your ascent. Like, yeah, because not yeah. only like you have to like think about how you're digging down, you still need to be able to make your way back. Totally. And if you're not going to like survive long enough to get to the next checkpoint, then you got to think about like, all right, how am I? Am I close enough to like my last one that I can make it my way back? Or did I like shoot myself in the foot? Totally. <laughs> yeah. I really like how, like, as you get new abilities, like, you know, as, as you're a little more restricted on like your descent and ascent, uh, in the early game, but like, as you get the grappling yeah. hook and the jet pack, you're like, Oh, now I can, that area that I kind of made too tough to get yeah. to, like, I can't jump that high. Right now I have a jet pack. I can get up there and I can get that little, that ore that's up there or mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that loot. Yep. Um, so it, it definitely opens up the game a lot. And like another thing too, is like the caves will like it, it I don't know. I just really like the map system. Like when yeah. you go into a cave, there's like however many secrets are in there. Like in the early caves, I found all the secrets and there's like a nice green check mark on yeah. the cave. That's like, yep, you found everything in there. Nice job. And then, but now almost any cave that I go into, even the ones that seem like there's I, there, it's almost nothing going on. You just pick up this pickup or whatever. You go to this room, and it's like that's the only thing in there. And it's like I, I don't have that check mark, so I must have missed something. Right. So either mm-hmm. there's an ability I don't have or uh, something I need to upgrade. But it's, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I just think they do a really nice job of like how much the game limits you and then slowly opens up as you get new abilities and you're able to re-explore the areas you already did. Yeah. And yeah, the the loop at least six hours in, I I don't feel any sense of slowing down. And again, I, I know I threw some shade at Hollow Knight earlier, <laughs> but like I I just I really do feel like more of a sense of um like a world in this game. And I, I shouldn't say that because Hollow Knight does feel like I love how there's like the little character like when you're near a boss and you can kind of hear them grunting in the right. distance and you're like oh I must be getting close to something or there it does feel alive in that sense, but like. I don't know something about this game, just the music. I'm, I'm just really. It's not. I don't know why I'm even comparing the two. I guess. Yeah, but like, they're kind I, of. I did, like, other than they're like Metroidvanias in some sense, but like, I just, I really like the platforming. I really like the sense of the character control. Yeah. I, I just really like all the control you have of the character and all the different options and and gizmos you get and all that stuff. Yeah, really, really say- good balance. Like, and and the difficulty curve too. I think they nailed yeah. it. Yeah. What were you going to say, John? No, I was going to say like kind of like the way that they give you uh, like the like especially the mobility upgrades, I think kind of like is in perfect balance because like in contrast to like, say, a Hollow Knight, there aren't really like levels that are designed. There is not locations or like things that you're like thinking about like, oh, I need to like get past this room to get to the next it's just kind of like once you like strip an area of all of its resources it's kind of nothing there's nothing there anymore so like the way that the game like like kind of solves that is that gives you some like these abilities that let you just like blast through those areas so Mm -hmm. like when you have the jetpack yeah you're like going through an area that you've basically cleared out so like it, it kind of like bypasses the, the fact that like there isn't really any level design in, mm-hmm. in like the major areas of the game yeah and the caves are more of what are like the actually designed levels right. i guess if that makes sense or at least from what i've played so far but yeah really enjoying my time with that so far does anybody else have anything to add on the steam world dig 2 convo or oh it's just really good to wrap good. it up there it's very yeah. good 
I can't wait to play more. So hopefully yeah. we'll we'll have more thoughts if uh, if Randall and I are able to see the credits. Yes. Um, but uh, a couple more things that I just wanted to throw a couple quick shout outs to um, before we wrap up tonight is uh, basically, again, obviously we're all on quarantine here and, and staying inside. And uh, my buddy uh, Glenn, who we've t- mentioned, I'm sure, a couple times on the podcast before, like he DJ and I got really into playing like Enter the Gungeon uh, and really we're like talking back and forth, comparing our uh, like, how far are we getting or did you beat it with this character, this and that? And uh, he picked up a switch probably two, three months ago or so. And since, uh, you know, he pretty much had like Breath of the Wild and maybe one other game to get started. Uh, But now, since, again, we've been on lockdown, he's been like exploring some more games. And we were talking, you know, we played some Diablo three with uh, him. He he plays in the band with John and I. So we, uh, you know, we were kind of he was texting with me like, hey, you interested in playing anything else? And uh, I know he's a big Mega Man X fan. Nice. So I. talked him into uh checking out 20xx and not even really i said hey have you actually checked out 20xx he was like i was just about to text you about that earlier and ask oh, nice. me about it <laughs> i was like dude if you're interested if you already think it looks cool i will happily like boot that up anytime you want to play it yeah um so we did play like two three runs and it was uh glenn's first runs playing um and we got to like this i think there's like eight levels or nine levels and again i don't remember if there's any kind of like dr wiley-esque stages after like the main chunk of levels but like we were able to get to the uh you know through to like the seventh level i think is the furthest we got um i'm glenn's first time again he has some you know mega man experience yeah and he's got some enter the gungeon you know he's not as he doesn't game a ton but he's definitely not a slouch still impressive when it comes to gaming but like one thing i'll say is like when uh dj and i had tried playing uh 20xx co-op but locally before and like having to stay like within the frame of the the camera you know it doesn't split like it doesn't split off into split screen or anything like that it was it was really difficult with like platformings being or uh certain platforms or enemies being triggered by one of us and then like oh shit my jumps are off you like you have to be like almost in perfect sync but playing online and i don't know if this was because there was some kind of lag or connection but like when we're jumping on platforms like i would see glenn's character like on this floating moving platform moving left to right but he would be floating not on the platform nice like but it it, even though it looked kind of weird it was nice to know that like okay whatever the hell glenn's doing it's not affecting my run right um there were a couple plat like the some of the platforms that you would jump on and then would fall after you touch them those seem to be on both of our games but like even all the pickups all the buffs and power-ups they would apply to both of us or at least the vast majority of them um I don't know. I, I really uh, was having a great time playing this game, and it seemed like Glenn was enjoying it as well. Um, but I kind of forgot that that game even had online. We were I just kind of was perusing the eShop, uh, like set the the advanced search settings to like what games support the Nintendo online service, right. and saw 20XX, and I was like, oh shit! And then again, was like, oh, I know Glenn is a big Mega Man fan, so. I'll uh, see if he's interested. So I, I just wanted to throw it out that I just still love that game. Um, have you? And I still haven't beaten it. But have it, have you guys played that at all since we talked about it last on the podcast? Or no, not since then. But was it? It was easy to to set up the the two P online co op too. Oh, so, su- like super easy. Nice. Like right next to where you start a run, there's just like a multiplayer hub. Nice. You go there, and it's it was just like friends only. And yeah. then it, Glenn was just immediately like, "Oh, I see your game," awesome. and joined it right away. No. 
no hiccups, no lag. Yeah. Again, like visually, it was like a little awkward seeing like Glenn floating around on an invisible <laughs> platform. But like in terms of my gameplay, it was like pixel perfect at no issue whatsoever. That's so cool. Um, and uh, I guess one more game I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, playing online as well was a game we talked about a couple weeks ago. John and I played some Kirby's Dreamland Three. Uh, and I think during that episode, we kind of mentioned like, oh, this would be a great game to play. Like if you're, you know, if you're someone who has a kid or, you know, someone who's interested in playing uh, games and uh, I don't have a kid personally, but uh, I did a little uh, video call with uh, my cousin who I've mentioned many times on the podcast before. And uh, his son is like three or four years old. Nice. And uh, we uh, I was like, you know what? Why don't we play? We were bouncing around on the Super Nintendo stuff. We played a little bit of Mario Kart 8 first. Um, and then we decided, you know, why don't we play Kirby's Dreamland three? It was just in my brain after we talked about it and, uh, it was perfect. I, I literally played through the first, uh, three worlds of the game, nice. uh, all with him, uh, my like, and to the point where like, you know, my cousin was telling me he played uh, Yoshi's crafted world with him recently, oh, nice. but like, it was something that like pretty much my, my little, uh, second cousin drew would have to like pretty much ride on as a second character ride on my cousin's back and we just have to kind of carry him through the levels but with this uh is it bluey or gooey it's gooey it's gooey yeah gooey as the second character was pretty much like if he if if my little cousin drew was ever falling behind he would just if i ran ahead he would just get pulled ahead along with me nice. and like it would only mattered like if if kirby dies that's the only thing that matters like if no matter how many times Gooey dies, I can keep respawning Gooey. Oh, okay, and like so it's it, it like just Tails worked perfect. Sonic Two, basically. Same yeah. idea. I'm I'm not as familiar with the Sonic games, but from from what I recall, yeah, yeah. And it it was perfect. I mean, again, I I truly was able to play through the first three worlds of that game with my my cousin, who would otherwise you know not be able to maybe stick all these jumps right. or not fully be able to under you know, get through the little puzzle stuff. You know, we weren't getting all the little star uh, hearts and everything. Um, but yeah, it, it was a ton of fun. And I just wanted to like kind of reiterate the fact that like we kind of just threw that out there as if we had any kind of experience with it or whatever. But it, it actually, you know, I, I personally did have some experience playing it with this someone super young. That's so with cool. not a ton of game experience and had a total blast. It was it was a ton of fun. That's so, so nice. I'm yeah, looking forward yeah. to doing stuff like that with Fiona. And I think games like that are like perfect starters for that type of thing. Yeah, it, it is like that. That game could <clears throat> I would almost say that is like the perfect introduction to games for. Yeah. For anyone, you know, for I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I love retro stuff. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But like, same. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I just I love like the art style. Super cute. Yeah. Like any kid, I think, would really enjoy the bright. Oh, like, yeah kind of crayon art style like and it's nowhere near as difficult as you know even though yoshi's island has a great kind of almost similar art style a little bolder yeah but like tough tough it's game. it's much tougher <laughs> there's way more going yes. on so like that the the co-op element in kirby's dreamland 3 i just wanted to kind of drive that point home that it's really great no matter what age you are i guess that's mm -hmm. awesome yeah um but yeah i think uh we can pretty much wrap it up there this week um thanks for tuning in and as always you can find us on uh, twitter and instagram at pursuing pixels you can find us at pursuingpixels.com or anywhere else you find podcasts uh just look up pursuing pixels uh and again lately since we're on lockdown we're on twitch a little more often and uploading videos uh after the fact to youtube 
Uh, so just look up. I don't think we have the slash pursuing pixels on YouTube just yet, but if enough people watch our videos, maybe we can get that clout that go. we need. And then uh, in the meantime, you can look up uh, twitch.tv slash pursuing pixels as well. If you want to look up some of our videos, like John and I have done some stuff. Uh, I've been doing a lot lately just because I have nothing going on because I am unemployed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, tune in and thanks for listening and we'll catch you next Monday. Take care. Bye bye. See ya. Can I? No. Okay. Can I I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna cross off. Unless you're wanting to talk more Diablo, John or Randall, I'm gonna cross that off the yeah. list. There's yeah, um, nothing new under the sun there. Beating that yeah, one. To it was death, just. I, I was just gonna. T- <laughs> I was just gonna like if I needed to pad out like an online discussion because like so. I don't need to hear you smashing on Diablo again, Kevin. I'm not smashing on it. I yeah, all I said were. was that I wouldn't play it on my own. <laughs> yeah. All I said is I wouldn't play it unless you put a. Gun you just to had my the head. tone of voice you do whenever you're disappointed at <laughs> something. But again, oh, I hate man. this game. Yeah, but I. But, I just. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about snipper clips.